there. You are listening to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. We just want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening and just let you know that any of the information that is provided is strictly for an educational resource and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. The lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for any type of conventional medical therapy. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Integrative Wellness Radio. I am Dr. Nicole and I am going to be diving into some really significant information about pediatric skin conditions. And this topic, we can go a variety of different ways, but I specifically want to focus on skin conditions that are developing very, very early on in age everywhere from a month to even up to six, eight months old, and even up to a year to two years. Uh, We've had quite a few different cases coming into our practice, Integrative Wellness Group, of very, very young children, even infants, that are dealing with these very extreme skin conditions. And every scenario looks a little bit different but i would say the the top things that we're seeing are these rashes that start out as just these red itchy rashes which then develop into almost these rashes that become very scab like and part of it is the irritation of the child's kind of moving around and trying to itch it themselves And then another aspect of it is there is literally issues in the sebaceous glands, which have to do with your oil production in your skin, which is lacking the proper oils of the skin, which then is causing cracking. And I know that some adults can even really resonate with this. Uh, We have definitely worked with adults that have very similar scenarios that their skin is just so dry no matter what they use as topical moisturizers and they find their skin cracking and, and bleeding and it is actually quite painful. And when you're dealing with an adult manifestation, you know, there's so many different contributing factors. But when you're dealing with a child who's so young in age and and you would assume doesn't have too much environmental insult to the body. You know, it's like, okay, well, where, what is the cause of the skin conditions manifesting so early? And with the different technology that we use and the different diagnostic testing, we've been really seeing some very interesting things come up in these pediatric or even infant skin conditions. And A couple of really, really important things that I want to bring up that I think are is so significant for our listeners is, and I'll give an example uh, of a recent case. But we had a young boy; he was about two and a half years old, and he was coming to see us with a pretty significant rash uh, all over the body, and it was very itchy. He was scratching. There were different types of open wounds from the scratching, uh, in addition to just really being a full body rash. It was head to toe. And of course, it had times that it was worse than others. But mom was really struggling to find a rhyme or a reason to the skin. You know, she was trying to track food. She was trying to really pinpoint if there were food allergies involved, if there were environmental allergies. And she just got to a place that she really was at a loss and didn't know what was the cause. And she really ran out of tools. She didn't know what to do. 
And as we, you know, worked with this child and we did some of our diagnostic testing, we found that there were many issues that were actually happening, partly gastrointestinal, but the other big aspect was lymph. And I want to just describe lymph and the lymphatic system for those of you that are not familiar, but I think most of us become familiar with our lymph when we get sick, because if we get sick, we usually notice that the glands in the neck become swollen and our neck will tend to hurt, our head will tend to hurt. And a lot of that achiness actually comes from the lymph nodes becoming inflamed because they're actually trying to eradicate out whatever whatever you're fighting or whatever is foreign to the body. But the thing about the lymph is it's head to toe. You have lymph everywhere in your entire body and your lymph is one of your major filtration systems. So it is in charge of eradicating different types of toxins, infections, like anything that is literally foreign to the body that triggers an immune response, the lymph is going to then play a role in flushing out those foreign substances. And it's really just a survival and a protective mechanism. So when we deal with lymph and we inquire about lymph, especially with adults, there's quite a few things that uh, you can see that manifest over time. And one of the things that happens is you will have a tendency to uh, not sweat or it's very difficult for you to sweat. That's one aspect of the lymph being very congested. Or you notice that you're constantly getting neck pain. And then if you were to kind of press around in your neck, it almost feels like squishy or spongy. And that's because the discomfort is coming from inflammation in the lymph. Or if you're also finding that you just constantly have swollen glands in your neck, uh, we kind of assume that it's always just tonsil related, but it can also be lymph related as well. And another big aspect, which usually does not manifest until later in life, is uh, varicose veins. So varicosities in the veins is really a, a distension in the veins. And a lot of that comes back to having very backed up lymph. And what I mean by that is your lymph is supposed to move through the body and it's supposed to move very fluidly. Almost think of it as moving like a river. Everything is moving very fluid. It's picking up on things that are foreign and it's eradicating them out. And over time, if your lymph is becoming bombarded, 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 uh, and that could be because of different chemicals we're putting on our bodies between our personal products. It could be dental uh, work that we're having done, which unfortunately includes a lot of chemicals, everything from, you know, fluoride to mercury fillings to cadmium in our white fillings. Uh, it could be from being in a moldy environment, which most of us are unaware of. Uh, so that's usually comes from water damaged buildings. So it really is endless, the things that can start to compromise our lymph. But once the lymph becomes compromised or congested, instead of it moving through the body like this fluid substance, it actually becomes kind of like oil and then it eventually becomes like sludge. And that's when you start to have these manifestations of the varicose veins, you're not sweating, you're feeling very achy, you're feeling very tired and brain foggy because of just how sluggish the movement of the lymph is, because your lymph does move through uh, your brain as well. So it's a huge component of getting rid of any type of debris or any type of inflammation around the brain. So when you have brain fog, that is an indicator that you have inflammation in your brain. 
not inflammation severe enough, you know, that it would cause anything severe, like a seizure or anything like that. But low-level inflammation in the brain is the primary trigger for brain fog. So the most important thing to understand about this, the reason why I'm even bringing up lymph is when you have congested lymph nodes, you are going to start having things trying to be pushed out through the skin because your, your lymph is actually quite superficial. It's uh, close to the skin surface. And that's hence why when we get sick, we usually feel very achy because of the lymph nodes being so close to the joints, the muscles, and the skin. Uh, so with that being said, if the lymph is congested and it's not doing its job anymore, then you're going to start having these different toxins or, or organisms being trying, your body is going to attempt to push them out through the skin, and we're going to start having different skin manifestations. So the most interesting part of this is it kind of makes sense that this can maybe happen over time. You know, it's a snowball effect through our lives that we get exposed to all of these different chemicals and, and herbicides and pesticides and all of these different things. But I think the, what was most baffling to me as a practitioner is when we're doing the testing and we're finding that a two-month-old has congested lymph nodes it's like, how did this happen? How, how did this system become compromised at such a young age? And when you really take that step back to, to look at the bigger picture, there's a lot of reasons this can happen. Uh, and it's, it's in part because of some of the things that can be happening with mom, which I'll explain a little bit more in depth. And then there's also a lot of factors just through the birthing process. When we're dealing with the traditional birthing process now, our C, uh, C-section rates have gone up tremendously in the U.S. So when you are dealing with a C-section baby who's not going through the birth canal, the birth canal is actually uh, a, obviously a very small space. But when the baby moves through the birth canal, not only are they getting exposed to really, really high quality bacteria, which is going to actually build their immune system and also build their or support their lymphatic system. But they're also being squeezed through this space, which actually pushes out excess fluid that could be in the lymph or even in the lungs or other avenues uh, of the body. So when you don't go through that small space and you don't have, you know, the amniotic fluid or any other types of fluids being pushed out of those, those areas, you can easily have a baby who has congested lymph nodes. So there's partly a factor here that there is the lack of the good bacteria, the good flora, which we call probiotics. And then there's also this physicality that the baby literally was not able to push the excess fluids uh, from the amniotic sac out of the tissues. So this is one of the major contributing factors as to why a child can start out with an unhealthy lymphatic system, which can then in turn create a lot of skin issues as well. So the other layer to this, going back to the birthing process, is when you're in a hospital, there is lots of different types of bacteria. There is a variety of of very serious bacteria that are antibiotic resistant, but 
hospitals are petri dishes. It's really what it comes down to. So when you are in the hospital as a C-section, you are not only not getting exposed to the good quality flora, but you're also getting exposed to the flora of the nurse and the flora of the doctor and the flora of the hospital bed. So there are a lot of opportunity for these very significant bacteria to get into the child's system that can really start them off on the wrong foot, essentially. So with that, that's really the biggest contributing factor when it comes to the birthing process. But the other layer here is that mom can have certain things going on, regardless of symptoms. Many people are asymptomatic, meaning they have no symptoms. But because of just the world that we live in, we're always being exposed to different types of organisms. We're being exposed to bacteria, we're being exposed to fungus, we're being exposed to parasites. It's just real life. If you come in contact with animals, if you've ever worked on a farm, if you uh, have pets, if you eat food, you're being exposed to these types of organisms. So you can easily have these different types of bacteria and organisms in the body that will be passed to the child. And that's really just the way that the body works, primarily because when the child is in the womb, the body allows certain things to pass through the placenta primarily because it's in hopes that the good bacteria will then infiltrate the the fetus and create a very healthy baby with a proper ecosystem and proper microbiome, which is really the foundation of a properly functioning immune system. So unfortunately, if there is foreign pathogens in mom's body that can also cross the placenta and expose the baby to it. So when you're dealing with these organisms that potentially can be infecting the baby from day one, from the very start, then this is this cascade effect that happens that we're now dealing with a baby who is sensitive and the baby is not responding well to cow dairy or now we have to do an allergen free formula or the baby's having skin issues or the baby's spitting up a lot or the baby's not having bowel movements or they're having discolored bowel movements so these are things that we get told are normal we get told that it happens change the formula oh you know put them on this additional supplemental to help with with the bowel movements and you know we have this this cascade of different recommendations that are really missing the foundational issues it's missing the fact that this baby could potentially have an abnormal microbiome from from day 1 this baby could have compromised lymphatic system and you know, we go down this rabbit hole of using pharmacology, which potentially could cause problems later on in life. So to really kind of circle back to the story that I was describing is the two and a half year old who was dealing with a lot of skin issues. Uh, one of the parts of the puzzle here was 
the we were working with the child and it was a lot of ups and downs with the recovery of the skin and we were finding you know there were days that were okay and then you know there there were days that were not okay and there was a lot of fluctuation we weren't seeing the improvement that we expected and we have some very uh, unique technologies in our office so at that point um, mom disclosed that she was still breastfeeding from there we actually did something called a bioresonance scan on mom and at this point we have already done various of these scans on the child and the bioresonance scan for those of you not familiar it's a it's a type of technology that has the ability to use electromagnetic waves to analyze tissue for uh, abnormalities. And it also has the ability to see if the tissue is affected by infections. So it's a very unique technology. It's actually from Russia. Um, I could never imagine practicing without it because it gives such immediate answers to why someone is dealing with something uh, that has been a mystery to conventional medicine. Uh, but as we moved forward and we scanned mom, we actually realized that she had the uh, same exact infections in her system that the child was showing up for. So because she was continuing to breastfeed, she actually was passing the infections back to the child, even though we were doing treatment. So it kind of worked out because of the, the child being uh, close to two and a half that she was able to, you know, stop breastfeeding. But... You know, that's a tough scenario when you're dealing with, say, a one month old or a two month old who is having these, you know, really significant skin issues. And we know that breast milk is so nutritious and so beneficial to the child. But at the same time, depending on mom's system, there could be re exposure that could be, you know, contributing to the skin issues, but also stressing the immune system. So, um, you know, we really try to come up with strategies that work best for the family. If that means mom is going to do some level of treatment or if we're going to substitute in some really high quality formula to, um, you know, move away from the sole source being just the breast milk. And then obviously once mom's system is improved, then we resume the breastfeeding at 100%. So there's a lot of ways to go, but it's very dependent on the patient and also the the wants and desires of the family. But I think this is just really significant because we see a lot of childhood issues nowadays and we're seeing a lot of skin issues. Um, I have many people that reach out to me just even on social media and send pictures of their children that are dealing with these crazy reactions and, you know, hives, skin breakouts and it's I know that this is something that a lot of people are dealing with. And I just thought it was really significant to bring this information to you to understand that there is underlying reasons for it. And it's not that your child is going to need to be on steroids, if that means topical or or um, oral steroids, or then have to move into really aggressive allergy treatments. You know, you really want to see if there are foundational issues, if there are certain infections, if there is an abnormal gut microbiome, or if there is lymphatic congestion. Uh, and I know that not many physicians have 
the modalities to evaluate all of these systems, but working closely with uh, someone that's in the integrative medicine or functional medicine model can really help to provide you with the right testing so that you can get clarity on what's going on with your child. You know, I personally love having the bioresonance scan in my practice for children because it's literally a matter of them putting headphones on and for children we put them you know we could touch the headphones on the abdomen it really just has to touch the body and we're able to scan the child on the spot and get answers and you could read more about this on our website at integrativewellnessgroup.com but that is such a non-invasive modality and then you know when necessary we will run additional labs like stool samples as well as uh, even blood work but it's really a fantastic modality to seek out so that you can get that clarity and you don't have to do any majorly invasive procedures as well. Um, and then another thing to consider too is heavy metal testing. So heavy metal testing is as simple as doing uh, a hair analysis, as long as your child has enough hair, but you can definitely get insight as to if there's been any, any chemical exposure. And for those of you listening, you might be thinking, well, you know, heavy metals, like what is that? Number one. And number two, why would my infant have heavy metals? So 80% of mom's toxins and heavy metals gets passed to the firstborn. So with that being said, I am the firstborn. So I always thank my mom, (laughs) but, um, really no matter what your children are going to get exposure to some of the chemicals you've been exposed to as, as the mother, but your firstborn does get a huge load of the toxins that mom has been exposed to. And the toxins come from, again, comes from anything from pesticides and herbicides on our food. It comes from the dental work, uh, the silver fillings, the caps, the crowns, the bridges, all of those things. And then there's a lot of chemicals in the plastics and the Tupperwares and, and the nonstick cookware. So there's chemicals all around us. And I know that some people are super aware of that and other people aren't, but you know, those are, these chemicals are not benign substances. They're not just no big deal. You know, whatever some people, you know, are, are overly crazy about those chemicals. These chemicals are completely foreign to our immune systems and they will always cause stress to the immune system. So it's, you have to be conscious of it. I'm not going to say you have to be neurotic about it because that could drive you a little crazy, but being able to understand the things that you use on a daily basis, everything from your shampoos, conditioners, to your lotions, to your cookware of really moving towards non-toxic with those items. And you would be completely appalled if you knew in depth about the chemicals that are in most of the products that are geared towards children. There are so many crazy chemicals that are in, you know, some of these baby products like the baby oils and shampoos and lotions and, and, uh, bath wash. Like these are chemicals that they have proven to be carcinogenic. They're byproducts of petroleum. So this is this is real and it's something that you really need to be aware of because your child's skin issues can strictly be that you're using the wrong products or it could be more in depth that there is an internal component here. 
Uh, so for those of you really resonating with this and really just wanting to know, like, what can I do next? How can I get my child checked out? Check out our website, integrativewellnessgroup.com. Learn a little bit more about what we do. And then we do offer a free 15-minute uh, strategy call. So you can kind of understand a little bit more of how we would approach your specific case or your child's specific case um, and give you lots of really good information. So I hope you enjoyed this and I hope this was extremely useful. Uh, Check us out, integrativewellnessgroup.com and I will hear from you guys next week.